The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show this Tuesday afternoon here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation as we get things going on this Tuesday afternoon. And I'm, uh, I am so frustrated with many things, uh, both in Sacramento and in Washington, D.C. as well. Let's, uh, let's start out with the uh, Biden administration and uh, in, in particular the pandering. Uh, that is being done by uh, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, the First Lady of the United States of America. And what frustrates me about this? What frustrates me about this is if these kinds of comments were made by a Melania Trump, why the world would fall apart. It's the whole issue of selective hearing of selective enforcement, of a duality of righteousness, so to speak, that uh, one thing applies to one sector of people, but it doesn't apply to another. What am I talking about? I'm sure you, we need to get this out of the way. We, we just need to do this. And uh, so we're going to put it first, and then we have some other things to talk about that are, that are pretty deep today. So buckle your seatbelts. We're going to get ready to do this. All right, Dr. Jill Biden, First Lady of the United States of America, speaking yesterday at the uh, 2022 Unidos U.S. Annual Conference in San Antonio, Texas. It was titled Siempre Adelante, Our Quest for Equity. And she made these remarks, and when she talks about this person named Raul, he is the president of the organization uh, Unidos U.S. All right, let's listen to her comments. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx... Wait, wait, wait a minute. The, the, the what of the what? Say the that Bogodas again. of the Bronx. The Bogodas of the Bronx. No, Dr. Biden, it's called a bodega. Bogota is the capital city of Colombia. A bodega is Spanish for, it can be a storeroom, it can be a grocery store, even a wine cellar. But in the context of Dr. Jill Biden's remarks, mispronouncing bodega as Bogoda, a bodega typically in the context of what she was talking about refers to a like a neighborhood convenience store, a, a local store in the neighborhood, a local, uh, we might say, a mom and pop grocery store. That's what a bodega is. It's not a Bogoda or a Bogota, Colombia. Good night. All right, let's let's finish it out as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. (laughs) 
is your strength. As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. And then she does a little, <laughs> uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Like I said, if this was Melania Trump, the world would have fallen apart. There, there would be a hue and cry from everyone. But as usual, the Bidens get a pass on this. Bogo does. Come on. One of the, by the way, and, and those of you who do public speaking, you know this. When you're doing public speaking, it is not a good idea to pander to people. And, and it's very clear that she was pandering to the Latinos there in San Antonio, Texas, at this conference of Unidos U.S., this annual conference. The message or the focus, Siempre Adelante, our quest for equity. And so she talks about Bogodá's has no idea what she's talking about, probably reading the teleprompter. And, but it's very important when, when, we, when, when we're speaking in front of audiences that maybe don't look like us or don't speak like us, don't have the same context of life we do, come from different countries, come from different cultures, come from different backgrounds. It is a good idea not to pander to them and to try to speak their language if we don't know their language. That is horrible. There are two things in terms of public speaking, and I've, I've actually written a book on, on public speaking a long time ago called Speaking Your Way to Success, and a little paperback manual on public speaking for everyone. Uh, one of the points I made in that book is be real, and, and don't try to be who you aren't. And especially, don't try to speak foreign languages that you're not familiar with. That, that is just, it's insulting. In fact, <laughs> Mark, uh, Florida Center Marco Rubio apparently heard about or heard the First Lady's comments, and he responded by changing his Twitter profile to have a picture of a taco. <laughs> he simply wrote, uh, hashtag new profile pick. Well, and so one of the other reasons I brought this up today is Tuesdays in the Douglas household are Taco Tuesdays. Immediately after the show, I leave the studio and uh, I head uh, home to the kitchen there. And I, I, every Tuesday, it's uh, it's my my day to make tacos. So it's I don't have enough for everybody. So don't don't hit over here. But anyway, I just thought it was funny as well that that happens. Uh, that story happens to come up on uh, Taco Tuesday. Speaking, by the way, of uh, of food and that sort of thing. Uh, I where did I see this? There is apparently this week, Wendy's and McDonald's are offering free fries. Did you know that? Well, there's some caveats there, and I, I don't, uh, because of some health things, I don't often eat French fries. Once in a while for a treat, I will. I hope my doctor in Turlock isn't listening. But anyway, McDonald's and Wendy's are apparently offering free fries to customers this week. 
because there is National French Fry Day coming up this week. Uh, I, I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is National French Fry Day, I believe. But McDonald's uh, will give customers an order of large fries, but you have to order it through their app, and you must be part of the loyalty program. I see. So there's really some strings attached to that, aren't there? Wendy's will give away free fries, uh, but it's attached to specific purchases. So it's not like you can just walk in and say, I want to celebrate celebrate National French Fry Day and National French Fry Week, and you get some free French fries. No, no. Uh, you, you, have, you have to do some things. Again, at, at McDonald's, you have to order, order it on their app, and you have to be part of the loyalty program. And at Wendy's, you have to order specific things on the menu, in order to get your French fries. So I don't know. Are you going to go out and celebrate National French Fry Day tomorrow? I am am somewhat tempted, but I don't want the app. I don't want to be part of a loyalty program. And what if I don't like the stuff that the fries are attached to on the menu? I don't. I I really, I mean, I I don't uh, crave french fries if if they're good qualities i will i will eat them but uh on on par i'm uh i'm not a big uh not a big fan of, of french fries they're, they're, I, mcdonald's i think do do make good french fries and i i i think that in and out burger uh makes good ones as well and i none of them advertise here on this show i'm yeah i get no no financial benefit from mentioning them but I, uh, I do want to, since we're talking about food, uh, this is National French Fry Week. So if you, are a, if you do have the app, if you're a loyalty member, McDonald's apparently a good place to go for it this week. Wendy's, if you don't mind getting whatever the fries are attached to on the menu, uh, you can do that as well. Another thing that I think you should do as well, especially if you're thinking about selling your house, is keeping in mind that home prices keep rising, inventory's low, interest rate hikes mean price fluctuations. So selling your home now with an aggressive, experienced agent is the right move to maximize your equity. Do you have a growing family or are you working from home and you need more space? Well, call the agent I trust and recommend called Dan Phipps. Dan proprietary marketing system that he has. It guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or Dan will sell it for free. In fact, his home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No costly repairs are required. No long-term contracts. And you pick your move date. Dan can even help you find a new home before you move. Melody in Oakdale, she knows all about it, needed to sell quickly, but her home needed a whole bunch of repairs and upgrades to get a decent price. Didn't have the time nor the money to do that, so Melody called Dan Phipps. Dan said, no problem, we can do it, and he did. Dan got multiple offers, sold uh, the home for much higher than Melody could have imagined. So call Dan Phipps. Dan's the man I recommend. I'd hire him to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or sold free. So call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. 
That's Dan Phipps with three P's, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S dot com. Let's talk about gun laws and one that Governor Newsom has signed into law. You're going to love it. Tell you about it in three minutes. Coming up on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. A minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Tuesday on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, live and local, to make sure your voice is heard on the myriad, the panoply of topics that are assaulting us almost on a daily basis here in the Central Valley of California. I got a letter. This is, I'm leading into Governor Newsom and new gun laws here. I got a letter yesterday, I did, from our Attorney General. I went to the mailbox. I picked up my mail. I'm looking at, there's a letter from the Attorney General of California. And I'm thinking, what in the world did I do now? that I would get a letter from the Attorney General of California, Rob Bonta. Well, did you get a letter from Rob Bonta? If you did, I'd like to hear your reaction to it. 209-551-3483, our number 209-551-3483. Did you get a letter from Attorney General Rob Bonta? I did. Let me, uh, let me just uh, review a, a couple of highlights of this letter. Dear Michael Douglas, this letter is to inform you of a recent security incident that involved an unauthorized release of your personal information by the California Department of Justice. Yep, I was aware of that. Thank you very much. The information primarily relates to individuals who were denied or granted uh, concealed and carry weapon permit between 2011 and 2021. And it was disclosed in connection with our firearms dashboard portal. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So it goes on to say, as of the date of the letter, here's the stuff that was exposed. Your full name, date of birth, address, gender, race, CCW, license number, CII, the California Information Index number, which is automatically generated during a fingerprint check for CCW or another purpose, and, quote, other government-issued identifiers. In some cases, exposed information may also include your driver's license number and internal codes corresponding to the statutory reason that a person is prohibited from possessing a firearm but social security numbers or any financial information were not disclosed. Now, other government-issued identifiers, that seems like a broad description, but they're saying, oh, but your social security number and your financial information were not part of that. Well, we'll continue to talk about that. want to go to the phones right now. We uh, led with uh, Dr. Jill Biden. And her uh, message uh, to a Latino group in San Antonio, Texas. Let's check in very quickly with Kathleen from Oakdale and get her comments about that. Hello, Kathleen. Welcome to the show today. 
Hello, Mike. Uh, thank you for having me on the show um, as a caller. Um, I just want to uh, support um, the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, in her pandering. I do believe it is pandering, but it's good pandering, and uh, and such a valuable action is is also I want to commend her for um, taking up that valuable action of a. Uh, breakfast taco and in san antonio um uh, texas that must be the capital of the breakfast taco uh they are so <laughs> delicious there and um <laughs> I, yeah. and um uh, the, the, you know we are um we, we we benefit a lot and, and uh from having the breakfast uh taco <laughs> as a part of our culture and um and we're going to be embracing it more taking that action and we're going to uh be talking about it more and that's good. we're going to be pandering it more and, and and that she confused uh, uh in misspeaking um that was definitely a a social mistake a faux pas that she did there but it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I, there could be some sort of explanation that both are um, recent familiarities uh, to her recent decades, uh, both the bodega and uh, Bogeta, um, uh, the capital of uh, Colombia. Um, they, they could be just in recent decades uh, familiarities that she has taken on, and um, and she has taken action. And in those, as a party, the Democratic Party has taken action in the area of a, of a, a breakfast taco, and um, and they have every right to pander their actions. And, and I only hope that that they all do the pandering as well as as Dr. Jill Biden is doing it. <laughs> I. Kathleen, thanks for the call. I I I am I am somewhat speechless good good pandering uh good pandering there's there's good pandering and those breakfast tacos i wonder if they have breakfast tacos in bogota colombia i don't know but uh kathleen thanks for bringing a little light and life into my tuesday afternoon that uh that that was that was something. All right, coming back. <laughs> oh my, coming back to my letter. Did you get a letter from the attorney general as well? It is not about breakfast tacos. No, 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 no. It's not about breakfast tacos here. And I don't. Now he may be pandering to us, but maybe not in a good way. But he's telling. Me, anyway, and I'm interested if any of you got one of these letters as well, that, uh, gee, we're, we're sorry that uh, we put all of your personal information online because uh, you have a, uh, a gun that's registered and, and you have a permit that is registered with the state. Uh, we sincerely regret the unacceptable disclosure of your personal data and I offer my sincerest apology on behalf of the entire Department of Justice. You know what I would love to do? I would love to sue Rob Bonta personally and his whole Department of Justice for personal damages. Is that possible? I don't know. I would love to sue him because he has exposed me and many other people 
to basically a, a lifetime of potential harassment and danger. And what were they doing putting that information up online anyway where it could be hacked? Now, what's really flummoxing about this is there's a, oh, about a half a page on what you can do. Now, I want to know what you're going to do about it. Well, we're going to investigate it. Well, that, that's wonderful. So he tells me I'm supposed to monitor my credit, consider placing a free credit freeze on my credit report. Thanks. Place a fraud alert on your credit report. Thanks. And uh, But apparently they are offering, out of the kindness of their clavicles, uh, a complimentary access to credit monitoring, monitoring services through IDX, which includes... 12 months of triple bureau credit monitoring, cyber scan, dark web monitoring, a million dollar insurance reimbursement policy, and fully managed ID theft recovery services, which makes no difference if I get a bullet in my head because some bad guy got my address. You're a fool. I'm sorry. You just didn't do something foolish, Rob Bonta. You are a fool. And we'll continue this conversation in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about my little letter here that I received from our Attorney General, Rob Bonta. It basically uh, puts uh, my uh, myself and my family at risk thanks to their ineptitude. And uh, so a lot of information regarding uh, guns and my personal where I live and all of that is uh, is now out there. Thanks. Uh, thanks to him. And so I well, let's take some time to react to that a little bit. Two zero nine five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Our number. Let's go up the road a piece to Stockton. Barbara, what's on your mind today about this? Well, Mike, I was just going to say that this uh, Mr. Bonta, now when uh, the people had to register, uh, no message was told to them that their information, I could see where the state would have it for their records, but no one said that it was going to be put out there uh, immediately for everyone to see. Uh, I would think that the people who were exposed, you know, you were exposed putting your family and your life at risk, uh, and he works for the state of California, and he did this on his own. You know, it sounded vindictive. Uh, wouldn't the people, be, wouldn't you be able to, as a class action lawsuit, be able to sue the state of California? Well, see, that's uh, that's my question. And I'm wondering if that might gain some steam. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm going to investigate that because I would love to be part of that. The, this... It's one thing when DMV and their computers mess up. It's one thing 
when uh, the uh, EDD messes up and there's, how many of them were there, Barbara? Like the $30 billion in fraud claims. That's one thing. But when you put Uh people's lives at risk with this type of personal information, and Barbara, I I tend to agree with you. I think this was done uh, in 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 out out of spite. This didn't have yes, to happen. Yes, because you know it was almost it was almost immediate going out there. And evidently, it doesn't sound like he consulted with anybody. This is something that came out of his department that he did. You know, he's responsible. He's the attorney general for the state. It would seem like the state of California for something that grotesque would be liable. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to investigate that. And uh, if there is such an effort and if it's possible, uh, I'll be one, in the first, one of the first in line, Barbara, uh, to be because th- this, this should never happen again, ever. And right. he really needs right. to suffer the legal consequences uh, of that. Barbara, thanks so much for your call. Really appreciate that. Uh, good, good, good points about this whole issue. Our number here uh, on the Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483. I've been talking about my little letter here from uh, the Attorney General of California. Also open today talking about Dr. Jill Biden, in my opinion, pandering uh, to uh, the Latino folks in uh, San Antonio, uh, Texas. Uh, So let's go to the phones, 209-551-3483. And uh, Mike from LaGrange. Mike, welcome. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on Kathleen, uh, the young person who called there prior. I don't know how old she is. I'm just guessing. Um, Gee, you wonder why why we're paying $6 a gallon for gas? Um, There's your answer. Uh, listening to her, we're all dumber for having heard that. Believe me, I just was just can't believe how how unqualified this person is to even vote. Uh, we need to have a test on people and certain things like this. It's crazy. Anyway, I just was really disappointed to hear her talk about the pandering and why we're not getting anybody. Uh, I would also like to add one different thing off the subject. They're talking, I was listening to Newt Gingrich talk earlier today on the radio, and they were talking about another contract with America. Um, I think what they ought to do, if, if anybody hears us in Washington, D.C., if anybody listens, we need a contract with America, and they need to put that we need to have these career, corrupt, crooked politicians arrested. You know, I don't want to just a contract. I want to, these people who have committed all these crimes to pay for them. Because gosh knows if you and I do something, we go to jail for it, okay? I mean, uh, it's, it's criminal. And nobody seems to want to mention about all the criminal acts that are taking place in the, uh, in the Justice Department, in the California Justice Department, everywhere. Nobody wants to mention those things. There's people that need to go to jail. I'm just tired of them saying, we'll put them out of office and we're going to fix this and fix that. The only way we're going to fix things is start having people walk away in handcuffs and with the door slamming behind them. That's the only way these guys are ever going to ever going to fear us again because there's no consequences for their action for the briberies for the bribery that goes on for all the crap that goes on in DC and in Sacramento nobody holds them accountable. It's 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 unbelievable. I want to see people I want to contract with 
with America where they say, we promise to prosecute all the people who broke the law, Joe Biden included, Hunter Biden included, Nancy Pelosi included, and I don't care any Republican, too. I want them all to go to jail. I think it's time we start actually doing something because these people are going to continue to rob, pillage, and plunder this country until actually we start putting people in jail. That's my opinion, and I mean, I'm telling you, they, they don't fear us anymore. And that's the scariest part is these people that are elected to office do not fear us. And they yes. need to fear us. They need to know that they work for us. They don't give a dang about us. And when we start locking them up and putting them in jail – and making them pay fines and taking their wealth away, then they'll start being afraid of us. Till then, we're going to be in a corrupt government. It just can't keep on going on. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Thank you for your time. All right, Mike. Thank you. Uh, Mike from LaGrange. Mike, I agree with you 150%, 200%. I don't know how high you can go. Uh, I am totally aligned with your thoughts on this. Right now, we have a, a multi-tiered judicial system. And those who are in power, those who are in control, those who have the supermajority, whether it's in the House and the Senate and the White House in Washington, D.C., or the Assembly and the Senate and the Governor's Office in California, they have a supermajority, and they are free to do whatever they want to do. How many times... How many times have we seen and heard of a situation where the people proposing an action, governmental leaders, are saying, well, yeah, that's probably not constitutional. We're going to do it anyway. Why are they doing it? Because they know that it's going to be tied up in the courts for a while. And they also know if they personally are breaking the law, the, their own departments of justice are at their bidding and if they're in Washington, D.C. right now in, in uh, Congress or in the White House, they know that nothing's going to happen to them. Mike is absolutely right. There's no deterrent. There is no deterrence for malfeasance in government unless it's the other party that's not in control. And that has to change. And, and I, I really liked what Mike said. Doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican or, as far as I'm concerned, from the planet Zarkon. They need to be prosecuted for breaking the law. And no more of this clemency stuff. No, no more, well, in, in, the, in the spirit of working together and collaboration. No. No, if the, if, and Mike pointed this out, if you and I break the law, my friends, we get arrested, we'll definitely go to jail, especially if we don't have the means to hire high-priced attorneys. And we look at who's going to jail, who's being prosecuted, and who's not. I agree with Mike 100%. We need to stop the selective enforcement and we need to renew that accountability that our public leaders have to us. And part of that accountability is if you break the laws of the land, you get arrested and you get prosecuted. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter what kind of power you have. Doesn't matter what office you happen, happen to be in. You get arrested and you get prosecuted. Right now, it's not that way. 
there's a multi. I I, I don't want to say it's a it's it's a two level uh, justice system we have. I think it's multi level, and the people who are at the top and who are in control, they typically don't suffer any consequences other than possibly getting voted out of office. And I agree with Mike, not enough because that's not a deterrent. So Mike, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. All right. We'll continue the discussion. Uh, and I want to uh, also give you uh, governor Gavin uh, Newsom's comments about this uh, new law. Actually, there are several new gun laws that he's signed, but one in particular and, Listen to his comments about that and uh, get your reactions as well. All that coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Been talking about my my personal letter from uh, Attorney General Rob Bonta and the whole issue of how uh, the Newsom administration and uh, the Attorney General is handling the issues of guns here in California. Very frustrating. Let's see what you think about it. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Let's go to Modesto and DJ. Welcome to the show. uh, What's on your mind about this today? Hey, Mike. Thanks for having my call. You know, you mentioned the word um, hacked uh, when you talked about your letter, but it's very clear that it wasn't a hack issue. It was a data release that DOJ did uh, for improved transparency for gun rights in California. And that came out pretty similar around the time of the uh, Supreme Court ruling for concealed carry. Kind of interesting how that's coincidental. Yes. And there is a gun owners of California that have talked about suing the attorney general, but I don't think that's been done yet. Yeah, is it uh, Sam Paredes? Is is he the, um, I think he's the head of that. Uh, and he had some very good comments, I think, a, a week or two ago, as, as we saw this coming up on the, uh, on the, uh, on the horizon. And, and yes, you're right, it, it was a release. And, uh, but uh, again, I, it, it, it seems like we're so powerless sometimes, DJ, don't you think? Uh, to to get some relief from not just the ineptitude, but I believe, DJ, that this is uh, part of a intentional or an intentional action by the Attorney General's office, and I think it's coordinated as well with the uh, gun laws, uh, especially one of them that Governor Newsom signed today. Uh, so I, I think there's um, I think there's a master plan here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist normally, but I can't imagine that this is all happening by accident. Do you? Well, it's also interesting that he sent the letter out as quickly as he did so that when the time comes to vote for him in November, we'll forget all about this. Yes, exactly right. Timing's everything. Timing's everything. DJ, thanks so much for the call. Good, good points. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, DJ from Modesto. Uh, quite, quite a few good points there, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, is a, was a release. What they were thinking, I don't know, but I don't think it was an accident. Myself. 
All right, uh, let's continue uh, talking to you, getting your thoughts. James from Manteca, our phone number 209-551-3483. James, what's on your mind? Yes, sir. Hi, Mike. First of all, thank you for being a policeman. Well, we need more police out there. And I think Gavin's a bad apple, but I won't go there now. My question, you know, we remember Pearl Harbor, and we've seen it all on TV. We've all seen it on television uh, when the planes came flying over. And every, it just seems our country is so weak right now. Nobody could care. Uh, the Trump guys care, but they're not in office. Um, we have There's submarines out on the ocean, the waters now, from China and Russia and Japan, and they're out there uh, underwater. Do we have uh, submarines over in their waters in case something did happen? Because we're just sort of lying here waiting for anything to happen. And I just keep thinking back of those planes flying over in Pearl Harbor. And being as you were a former policeman, first, if there was a war, would, would Joe know what to do? No. He and Mayorkas and, uh, and, and, and what's her name? The, his vice president, she doesn't know what to do. Um, do the police get notification, hey, guys, something big's going down, and the FBI knows, and does some military general take over, or does he have to take uh instructions from the president kind of a several little questions there yeah well this, Can somebody this, run the country this, yeah this is one of the, the the very worrisome things right now james is that uh we have a civilian run military that's why the president is the commander-in-chief so uh technically uh the 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 orders come from him and whether or not we're in a state of readiness, I don't know, because we, you saw that uh, clip probably a little bit ago about Navy training on pronouns. We ought not to be spending, yeah. wasting time on pronouns. We need to be training. And I'm, I'm worried, James, about our readiness. I am very, very worried about uh-huh. that. No, I don't think Joe Biden uh, could rise to the occasion. I don't believe Kamala Harris has the stuff to rise to the occasion. No. I don't, uh, and I don't really trust uh, his picks on the military side either. I uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know that uh, they would do what they have to. And you think, and I often think, James, as, as you are, back to World War II. If we were in World War II with today's administration, uh, we'd probably be speaking either German or Japanese, my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and they're probably eyeballing out our country, aren't they? Seeing well, the weakness of it. They they are, and and the real con well, a uh, another major concern is China, Russia. Yes, an issue. Yeah. China is the long term enemy, and they're not just winning militarily because their their buildup is incredible, but they are winning economically as well. And uh, there's many ways to yeah. disrupt and take over the United States of America, and those are two. James, thanks so much for the call. Real I want to get to another caller, too. Okay. I got to go. Thanks, James, so much. Uh, good good call. And let's uh, go up the road a piece to Lodi. Ed from Lodi, what are your thoughts today, Ed? Well, just real simple. Um, I'm agreeing with everything everybody's saying, but I'm kind of observing something here. Um, in this super woke culture that we have right now, it occurs that if you're not on a target of the woke people, you can apologize and that's good enough. However, anybody else, and that's probably all the rest of us, do anything wrong, you can't 
apologize enough until they've canceled you. And it, you know, I, I, I would like to, you know, not because I'm into counseling people, but I'd like to see some um, parody here in terms of, you know, hey, oops, I'm sorry, but I just gave all of your information out. That's an unacceptable response. And, um, you know, we've got too much of that happening in California and, of course, uh, the, the, the national capital, too. And I just I would like to see something more than, a, oh, I'm sorry. Um, there needs to be some kind of, uh, you know, recompense or some kind of way to protect people. We deserve to have our privacy and our our information kept, you know, protected. They have no business making mistakes like this. And, and, and my question is, is it really a mistake? I mean, right. I'm just wondering. It seems like there's too many coincidences. I, I agree with you. I think that's an issue. And I, let's just turn this around for a minute, Ed. Can you imagine what would happen if the California Attorney General's office released uh, the list of private information of women who receive abortions in California? Things would blow up. Yeah, they're right. Instant lawsuit. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Instant riots and absolutely. Uh, but you know, because it's uh, we we all the, in the woke culture, everybody hates guns and and all of that. Why anything that destroys the gun industry, anything that uh, makes life difficult for those of us who believe the Second Amendment is a necessity. Uh, for the American lifestyle to continue and the rule of law to continue, uh, we're uh, we're out of luck. Ed, thanks so much. So thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate that. Uh, Ed from Lodi again. Uh, some good points there. And I again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm starting to have suspicions about the timing of all of this, especially in California. Talk more about Governor Newsom and the bills he signed coming up in five minutes after the news, weather, and traffic on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Be right back. The show you love. Talking about the issues that are important to you. The Voice of the Valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on this fine Tuesday afternoon in California's Central Valley on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we've been talking about uh, the letter that I received from the office of the Attorney General, Rob Bonta, uh, yesterday afternoon. And this is all about uh, the release of uh, those uh, who have CCW permits, either that applied for them or even applied and had them rejected from 2011 to 2021. Uh, Personal information is now in the hands of... uh, the general public. And I think it was, was it DJ, I think, that called a few minutes ago and corrected me. And I, I do stand corrected. You're absolutely right, DJ. When this first came out and we were notified of it, uh, it was assumed that this was a hack. Somebody hacked into uh, the site. It was not a hack. This was a release. Let me read verbatim. The proof of that in uh, Rob Bonta's own letter. 
This letter is to inform you of a recent security incident that involved an unauthorized release of your personal information by the California Department of Justice. We got that? An unauthorized release. So the fault is wholly upon the Department of Justice. And it was disclosed, quote, in connection with an update to our firearms dashboard portal. So this was all 100% the fault of the California Department of Justice that now the general public and they say, has information regarding our, our guns, serial numbers, uh, personal home addresses, personal information, etc. Rob Bonta just she were sorry about that. And th- this is laughable. One of, one of the things that they talk about, this is what we're doing to help with this, is they're offering complimentary access to credit monitoring services through IDX. So the state will involve, will uh, offer 12 months of triple bureau credit monitoring, cyber scan, dark web monitoring, a million-dollar insurance reimbursement policy, and fully managed ID theft recovery services. Why in the world would I or anyone else who has been victimized by this want to engage another state program in trying to protect us when they're the ones in the first place that put us at risk? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm going to say it again. And I know some of you are going to, this is not very pastoral of you, Mike. Well, if you remember, remember when Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers, called them hypocrites, likened them to whitewashed tombs decaying on the inside but looking bright and shiny on the outside? Rob Bonta, you are a fool. You are a fool. If this is innocent, you're a fool. If this is not innocent, if this is part of a plan, then you need to go to jail. My opinion. And we'll follow up on this. I'm very interested to see if lawsuits are going to proceed from this and uh, what kind of damages are going to be. Because basically, he has put and, and multiply this for everyone who was part of that database, not just me, but everyone who was part of that database, our lives are now compromised. Our private information is out there. Things that people ought not to know about us are now known because of the foolishness of Rob Bonta. And he needs to be held accountable for it. This is unbelievable. If I, if I was such a fool in my job, the board of directors of Advancing Vibrant Communities would have kicked me out a long time ago. If I was such a fool as that here on the air, I'd be gone this afternoon. But he's in, I don't know, how much does he make? I'll have to look that up. I think that would be part of the lawsuit. We all ought to sue for whatever he makes per year and ask for that from the state. Anyway, moving on. 
Our number here, 209-551-3483. Governor Newsom, this is kind of piling on to the whole issue here. Governor Newsom today has signed a bill into law that will allow Californians to sue gun manufacturers and distributors. Yep, the state's firearm industry standard of conduct starting in July 2023 will require those making, importing, or selling guns to, quote, take reasonable precautions, end quote, to make sure the weapons don't fall into the wrong hands through sales or thefts. Seriously? So that includes having reasonable controls, quote-unquote, to prevent sales to arms traffickers, straw buyers, those prohibited from owning guns, and anyone deemed to be at substantial risk of using the gun improperly. All right, here we go. This is Governor Newsom's comment about this subject. Nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. Well, except one, the gun industry. The gun lobby, well, it spent millions and millions of dollars buying off politicians to shield themselves from any liability. The whole argument falls apart in the first sentence. Let me play it again and I'll stop it. Where The whole statement falls apart on an inaccuracy. Nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. Well, except one, the gun industry. Uh Uh-huh, when the products cause harm or industry. This is not an airbag that exploded and harmed someone. Uh, This is not a braking system that failed. This is talking about someone taking a tool and killing somebody with it and suing the tool maker. It's not the tool that malfunctioned. The tool functioned the way it was supposed to. Governor Newsom, you're a fool too. I'm sorry. I've had it with this, and we we have to call it like it is. We have two very dangerous men operating in Sacramento right now. One is our Attorney General, Rob Bonta, and the other is our Governor, Gavin Newsom. Here's, uh, here's the governor's message <clears throat> to victims of violence involving guns. Notice how I phrased that. That's important. Now, you'll notice that Governor Newsom says nothing about the perpetrators. No, they're not part of this gun bill. No, 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 no. We're not not going to put fault on the perpetrators, on the suspects. We're, We're going to target, so to speak, the gun manufacturers and the sellers. Listen to this. If you've been hurt or a family member is a victim of gun violence, you can now go to court and hold the makers of these deadly weapons accountable. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to hold the perpetrators accountable. We don't want to put the suspects in jail. We don't want to see them punished. No, we we want to punish the gun manufacturers. By the way, uh, in his first statement is my my understanding, he's not technically correct anyway. If there is a malfunction of the gun that causes harm to the operator, they can be sued. But you see, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the perpetrator using the tool. If if a perpetrator, if a suspect kills someone with the gun, the gun did what it's supposed to do. The hammer fell 
hit the primer. There was an explosion. The bullet came out of the barrel. And if the aim was proper, it hit the target. The gun did what it was supposed to do. Two fools today that we're dealing with. I'm sorry. I just, I've had it with this. All right, <laughs> let's go to... Let's go to the phones. Bob from Modesto. Bob, how are you today? What's on your mind? Thanks for taking the call. I um, I'm sitting here listening to you, waiting for uh, to get on, and you're talking about holding the manufacturers accountable. I got two points to that. Number one, you don't see a gun store labeled Remington, Smith and Wesson, Beretta. They're all privately owned. So how does a gun store? get held uh, liable for that. Number two, if they pass this and this works, what are they going to hold people accountable? Are they going to hold Jack Daniels and Coors and everybody else liable when they, a drunk driver kills somebody or Chevy or Ford? This is absolutely asinine. I don't understand. Uh, you know, I, you cannot look at what they say and do and say, oh, this is for the good of the people because there's no logic behind it. The last point I want to make is I frequent a few gun stores in the Valley here. And uh, I was uh, buying a gun uh, last year. And when I was talking to the guy, I I was going to buy some ammo while I waited for my 10 day uh, colonoscopy on whether or not I'm a criminal. (laughs) And um, they said to me, you have, to, you have to have a background check to buy ammo. And I said, oh, I just did that. Well, I, you have to have it every 30 days. The owner walks out. Uh, he likes me because I spend lots of money in his store. And he says, um, get this. If you, if you uh, buy a gun, you can get ammo for however many months it was after you buy the gun. But if you buy the ammo, you've got to have a background check every 30 days. Unbelievable. Now, here's the next thing. And, and with your background, I, this, this should make your hair on your neck stand up. I said to him, I, I, I know a lot of good old boys, hard riders. I said, how come with today's technology, the DOJ, the FBI, the counties, all of the legal Uh, systems in our country cannot shake hands and I can't walk in there and put my finger on there, give you my information and walk out with a gun. If there's an EPO, if there is something again, if somebody's got a pending court case, there's no reason that all that system cannot work together and deal with it right then. Instead of penalizing those of us who live a righteous life and and work hard and do things right. Absolutely. Right on the money, Bob. Right on the money. And you're right. That 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 adds to my irritation today. Yes, you're. No, no, no. They don't want to fix it because uh, it's accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Bob, I've got to run. Excellent call. Thank you very much, George from Waterford. Hang in there. I'll get to you in three minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. 
And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483. Here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Been talking about Governor Gavin Newsom signing new gun laws into effect today. Rob Bonta, our Attorney General, and his office's unintentional release of all of our personal info about uh, guns and serial numbers and personal information. Uh, just very, very, very problematic. It's a really can be a life and death issue to us. They seem to think uh, it's, it's not such a big deal. Let's see what you think. Again, our phone number 209-551-3483. George from Waterford has been patiently waiting on the phone. George, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Two quick things. On the CCW, um, with the AG, of course, releasing all the information, what I think would really make their head explode is now that all our information's out, why do we have to conceal carry? I mean, I would love <laughs> to just carry that thing on the outside on my hip, you know, and I mean, a stop and frisk could be good for all us law-abiding, you know, people if they see, see us strapped. I mean, I've got a a winter gun and a summer gun. And I would much prefer to carry my winter gun all the time, but it's harder to conceal. You know, you have to have a vest or a jacket or whatever. Right. So with all that information <laughs> being out, why not be able just to, you know, free carry on our hip? Yeah. I mean, I, they would go crazy over that, but. Yeah, they would. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't, I'm thinking George, this is, this is another one of those cases and I'm talking about Newsom and, and the laws that he's signing into effect now. Uh, I honestly believe they don't think this has a ghost of a chance to stand up in court. Uh, but I think they're doing what they're doing because the midterm elections are coming up. I think uh, Governor Newsom does have designs on his 2024 presidential run, possibly. And so I think he's doing everything that he can in order to be able to be as outrageous as possible to in in uh, uh, make the the woke culture as an enamored of him as uh, as he can, and I think they will continue to go as far wacky as they can in order to garner garner votes. Uh, but George, I don't know about you, I I don't think ultimately that it, this will all hold up in court. No, no, without a doubt, and I I totally go along with you is like they're just trying to put up bullcrap roadblocks to get attention and whatever yeah. just you know a funny story on your last caller getting scoped i had just gotten a gun a couple of weeks ago you know did all my paperwork waited my 10 days on my 10th day i went in to pick it up and the guy goes well do you have you know any kind of proof of address and i put my ccw out there and he goes no no you need something from the state what and i'm like you're kidding he told me i was all done and he goes, no, you need something from the state. He goes, and uh, he goes, how about a registration? And I drive a company truck, so it's not in my name. He goes, well, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. And I'm going through my wallet, and I go, oh, geez, I got a fishing license. And he goes, oh, that'll work. <laughs> so they released it with a fishing license. So, so all this is just BS. So your CCW permit wasn't good enough, but your fishing license nope. did the trick. Absolutely. Yep. I can't believe this. Well, maybe I can <laughs> yeah, believe it, I George. I'm like, whatever. We're, I just, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's all a bunch of BS. 
Uh, George, thanks for the call. And thanks for the story, too. That that brings a little uh, yeah. levity to it. All right, George from Waterford, thanks so much for the call. As uh, as we talk about, this this is just absurd. California, and, and you know, the, the problem is with the supermajority, and, and I, by the way, I'm coming back to this. I keep mentioning November 2022, the midterms. It is absolutely critical and i i i am not i don't think i'm exaggerating this we are at a tipping point in california we are at a tipping point with the nation and that tipping point is a crucial crucial election in november 2022 now do i think it's in california is it going to uh, immediately tip the other direction, no, but there needs to be a chipping away at the ridiculous stranglehold that the woke culture has on us Californians right now. We need to start chipping away at that, and part of that is voting and voting some of these people out and voting down the propositions that uh, that we don't have, uh, that, that, that aren't benefiting us. So I, I think it's uh, probably one of the most important elections I think we've had in recent history. As well as just the midterms, Mike. No, it's not just the midterms. We are on the precipice of this state maybe falling off the cliff to the point that it's not retrievable. And 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 here here's the example today. And and by the way again DJ if you're listening thank you for the correction there I do stand corrected you're absolutely right. This was not a hack of the district attorney's database on those who had applied for CCW permits. It was according to them an unauthorized release. That means it was released by the California Department of Justice, not a hacker. That's important. And that was the assumption when the story first came out. So I appreciate the clarification on that. Absolutely right. And we need to remember that this was a release of information by the Department of Justice. Now, they're saying it was unintentional. I don't know anymore. I don't trust Gavin Newsom an inch. I don't trust Rob Bonta an inch. I believe that they are essentially out to destroy what we have in California and out to destroy those of us who are righteous, those of us who are law-abiding citizens, and those of us who believe in the Second Amendment. They're not just out to destroy the guns. Obviously, they're out to destroy us, or they wouldn't have allowed that release of information, my opinion. All right, uh, also have some other topics to talk about coming up in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take Take the the Mike Mike Douglas Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. 
And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we talk about the issues of the day that affect you and me drastically in terms of what we're talking about today right here in California's Central Valley. By the way, thank you for allowing me to emote and vent quite a bit about this issue with Rob Bonta releasing uh, CCW permit information. Whether it was intentional or unintentional, it's uh, 100% DOJ's fault here in California. But uh, we have to live with the threat for the rest of our lives, Mr. Bonta. And then uh, Governor Gavin Newsom taking great glee in uh, in asking, or well, in signing a bill now that basically says if... Uh, Someone uses a gun to kill someone else. Uh, the victim's family, uh, friends, whatever, can sue the gun manufacturer. Just absolutely uh, illogical. And uh, thank you for your your calls about that as well. I was just thinking, you know, my mind does funny things uh, sometimes, as as you may have noticed from time to time. Thinking back to that Simon and Garfunkel, I guess it was Paul Simon's song, right? Mama, don't take my Kodachrome away. I won't sing it. I'm not a singer. That's why I pray, play French horn and trumpet. But uh, anyway, remember that song? Mama, don't take my Kodachrome away. We need to have new lyrics to that. Bonta, don't take my guns and ammo away. How about that? We need to redo the lyrics. Maybe some of you that uh, are, are really good at singing and uh, maybe keyboards, guitar, whatever, could could write some new lyrics and, and record a new version. Well, you probably don't want to do that because you'd have to pay royalties to Paul Simon probably for the tune. But anyway, just flashed across, uh, flashed across my mind. I uh, ran across uh, two quotes today, and then I want to get into a, a pretty serious subject. And it's one of those issues where I believe occasionally we need to stop and talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, but anyway, I'll quote very quickly. Uh, this is from Gary Bauer on uh, President Biden's thoughts about uh, creating a abortion health emergency, declaring a, an, a health emergency for abortions. He says uh, President Biden is still considering declaring a public health emergency to promote abortion. Think about that for a second. In public health emergencies, you take extraordinary action to do what? To save lives. But instead, President Biden wants to declare an emergency to ensure more lives are taken. Good one. And then uh, Seth Dillon, you're familiar with him, the Babylon Bee. He says, I don't have a lot in common with people who think it's bad when an adult prays on a football field after a game but it's good when an adult performs in drag for children. Yeah, touche. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. All right, I want to bring up a tough subject. And we'll offer you the time to, to react to it. Uh, give me a couple of minutes, though, to just give you my perspectives. I'm going to put on my pastor hat here because it has to do with uh, vocational ministry in, in churches. If you uh, looked at the Modesto Bee today, uh, you probably saw uh, the headline about a Cross Point Community Church in Modesto 
settling another lawsuit with a victim of childhood sexual abuse perpetrated by a pastor who was there many decades ago. This is when it was known as First Baptist. Uh, The victim is named Tracy Epler, and uh, she at the time was a 17-year-old virgin, and she uh, has testified to the fact that she was abused by a youth pastor named Les Huey in the 1970s. The lawsuit against him is still going on. There's a jury trial set for September. She uh, makes the comment, while preparing for the lawsuit, having to relive the experience of the abuse and the church's negligence and betrayal has triggered my PTSD symptoms and recreated the sadness and violation all over again. Reaching a settlement agreement while satisfying felt like a personal interrogation in front of others as I answered intimate questions and explained details that were grueling and traumatic for me to verbalize. This is not unusual, not only in this particular type of case, but for victims of sexual assault. They get re-victimized. I don't know how we get around that, uh, really, because we do have the rule of law, and the, the suspects are innocent until proven guilty, but it does require the, the victims to have to live through the trauma again, and it's, it's devastating. But I want to weigh in on this as a pastor, and this is, this is not about Crosspoint, First Baptist, as it used to be known. Uh, these are people that are no longer there that, that were involved. But let me say this as a pastor. One of the tragedies of ministry here in the United States of America is there have been too many, way too many instances of what we call spiritual abuse. Spiritual abuse. That's when pastors or ministry directors, those with spiritual authority, abuse that authority by lording it over others. Uh, if you read through the article, I won't go into the details here. You can, you can do that if you're interested. It's uh, in the Modesto B. Again, she was 17 years old when she said the pastor coerced her into having sex with him. And, uh, but, but this quote here is essential for us to look at. She said it was about obedience and submissiveness. You feel you had to. It was being obedient to God. This is called spiritual abuse. And it happens far too many times, has happened far too many times in church history here in the United States of America. Elsewhere as well, but I'm dealing with, uh, with the U.S., One of the problems is that many pastors feel that they have an iconic role, that they are God's anointed, and I'm speaking as a pastor here, and that somehow, as God's anointed to be a pastor-teacher, that they are elevated in some way above members of the congregation. Let me say this, let me express this as a pastor. That is not correct. 
within, I want to speak now to those of you who are believers and those of you who are not, I hope you hear this. For those in the body of Christ, we are all equal. God has given us different functions. My function within the body of Christ is to be a pastor-teacher and to equip the saints for service. That is, to love God with everything they have and to love their neighbors as themselves. That's, that's my job. But my job is no more important than the businesswoman who attends the church because she has a ministry at work. No more important than the teacher who teaches in the school district because they are a minister at work. Now, they're not preaching, but they're to reflect and uh, the, the love, grace, and mercy of Christ in all they do, and they are to reflect the very nature of God in their workplace. So the point is, any time that you feel a pastor is lording his or her office over you, call them on it. And if the local congregation will not receive your complaint about that, head to the exit and don't come back in. Allow me, if you would, to give you a resource because this still happens. There is a great book, and this is written many years ago now, maybe um, 20 years or more, I don't remember. It's in my, in fact, I have a couple of copies in, in my library. It was written by uh, David Johnson and uh, uh, Jeff Von Vonderen. And the book is called The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse. The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse. And as this young lady, she's now in her 60s, I think, when she was 17 years old, she says it was about obedience and submissiveness. She had to. It was being obedient to God. See, that's the unspoken rule that's a lie. There are so many, there are unspoken rules in many congregations. You don't know that you violated one until you feel the chill in the room. And that's why it's so incumbent upon those of us who are in vocational ministry to create a safe space within our congregations so that if somebody feels something isn't right, they are honored for bringing it up. They are not iced out of the congregation because of it. They are not given the cold shoulder. They are not made to feel that somehow they are violating uh, an agreement with God because, gee, the pastor asked me to do something I don't feel is right, especially if it was abusing them sexually. This must stop. And it stops with the congregation saying, we will not put up with this. Now, on the other side of that, what we also do, don't do well, and this is the biblical admonition from the Apostle Paul, is that when pastors fail, when they fall, they need to be offered the opportunity for therapy and healing and appropriate restoration. Probably not back to their office, 
But that's what needs to happen. Typically, though, what happens is in the church environment, we often shoot our wounded. And we send them away. That way we don't have to deal with them anymore. I hope I'm not being negative, but my purpose in bringing this up is I felt I needed to weigh in on this story because it's all over the Modesto B right now and it may be picked up by other, by other uh, news agencies as well. And I just want to say as a pastor, number one, it breaks my heart that this happens to anyone. It breaks my heart because it is not just a personal violation whether it is abuse of authority or sexual abuse, it is not just the violation of authority. It is, in fact, a blasphemous misuse of the authority of God. And woe to that pastor who eventually has to stand before God someday and explain that away. Not going to happen. So, I hope that helps. I, I hope it helps for you to know that it breaks my heart that these things happen. I hope it helps to know that many of us, many of us pastors, not enough, but many of us, hold ourselves accountable to other pastors in the city. There are other pastors that are not over me, but are my peers who I have given permission to because I trust them implicitly to speak into my life. So if there's something they see in me that doesn't look right, they have my permission to get in my face and say that's not right and confront me over it. But many pastors don't do that. They get into this holier-than-thou mode that somehow they're untouchable and they can cover up stuff. Well... I'm here to tell you, eventually, God will reveal it. And so let's deal with it at the beginning. And for any of you that have ever been abused spiritually, physically, sexually, by a member of the clergy, I want to apologize on behalf of my profession to you and just let you know it breaks our hearts as well. And we're doing our best, those of us with a conscience, those of us who handle Scripture well, we're doing our best to make sure that never, ever, ever happens again. All right, enough said. If you want to react to that, if you have a question, we'll open the phones in a couple minutes. 209-551-3483. Thank you for allowing me to talk about the elephant in the room, so to speak, as a fellow member of the clergy, 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A lot of heavy stuff that we've dealt with today. That's, but you know, that's the beauty of, of our time together. Being live and local is nothing's off limits, and we need to talk about the stuff that matters, uh, the tough stuff, as well as the lighthearted stuff. So thank you uh, for your 
your willingness to discuss these in rational, reasonable, and intelligent ways. All right, let's go back to the phones and get more of your rationality and intelligence. 209-551-3483, our number. Let's go to Nick from Modesto. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the show today. Uh, good afternoon, Mike. Uh, just uh, to comment on what, or to add to what you just said, you know, we have good and evil in all professions. No, no profession or is excluded. You see that in, in uh, the ministry. You see that in accounting. You see that with police, fire, insurance, whatever. There's good and evil in, in all. And it's just part of, you know, it's sad, but, you know, uh, the good news is that uh, those who perform those evil acts are going to be held accountable at some day, at some time, and uh, that's probably maybe the, the best way to look at it. But you know, it can't be hard on. You know, it's easy to blame one profession. No, they're all like that. No, they're not. It's uh, all the good people in a profession want nothing more than get rid of the evil people in the same profession. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, I I agree with you about that, Nick. Uh, there are there are the, the classical uh, phrase, I guess. There are bad apples in uh, in each profession. I I think what what makes it so traumatic for the victims in terms of the church environment, Nick, is there's the deception that the victim may be violating uh, some compact with God if they bring it up. And that that's where the the spiritual abuse comes in, and so it, it's uh, it, it you're right it it's an evil thing that happens, and uh, it the trauma unfortunately, and I, I've dealt with a lot of people who who've been on the victim side of this, Be, because it's a spiritual wound, it carries some special. Uh, what do I don't want to say? Effects, PTSD, whatever, that that often last a lifetime, and that, and that that's what makes it so uh, demonic and uh, yeah. such a heavy scar. But you're right, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for your call. Always appreciate it, Nick. Good, good point. Good and evil in all professions. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for that. I hope this has been helpful to you. I'm not going to belabor it. Uh, belabor it. We'll probably not bring it up unless there's some other major uh, issue that comes up. But I, I just felt I needed to give you my perspective as a member of the clergy, as a vocational pastor, and again, in in my viewpoint, if you're part of a congregation or a church, we're all on the, all on the same level. I happen to have a calling that may be different than yours. It's just that God has given me different training, different equipping, uh, different function. But we're all needed. But we're all on the same plane. There's only one head of the church. And it ain't the pastor. All right. See you tomorrow. We'll lighten things up tomorrow, maybe a little bit. Here on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow at 3.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.